Hey, welcome to Black, Red, Yellow, Season 2, Episode 14. Uh, we made it through the long off-season. I'm here with uh, Spencer, my co-host. Hey. Yeah, that's a good intro for the season. And uh, we also have a guest here. We got Wyatt Art. What's going on, Wyatt? Going good, gentlemen. All right. How's your guys' off-season? You made it through? Yeah, yeah. We had like a really abrupt ending. Like for the, the 14 casual listeners that we had, we just kind of pissed off. But how was, how was the off-season for you there, Wyatt? I love off-seasons now. I know Durite is glorious. <laughs> it's oh, really yeah, nice. I mean, I feel like we're opening up similar to what we did last time because you were one of our first guests and you yeah. mentioned that you, uh, you don't write your off-season. I love it. I love it. Last yeah. season wasn't that interesting either. Like, there's not much you could do, right? So it was just nice to get a break and uh, wait for the season to start up again. So. And now you're back to talking about? Uh, Jake for Tannen, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. Yep. I've been here before. Yeah, exactly. The, the redemption of Jake for Tannen. Hey, at least it's like one storyline going in. Yeah, it's it's that's the thing. Like there are actually like several interesting aspects to this season that'll hopefully be fun for a month before they start losing repeatedly. So it's uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's always like that fun. Maybe we'll get like a three-game winning streak or something like that, get everyone's hopes up, and then uh, you know be crushed by about November. Yeah, was it was it last year the year four where like they had like you know like yeah the four and zero, but they were like getting outshot. They weren't scoring much. They're barely winning. Like like yeah. last minute goals. Everyone's like, "This is the year. This is yeah. sustainable." <laughs> yeah, I know. We That's like the new strategy. You don't have to like shoot to win. Like no. just, we rely on luck. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna take us through eighty-two games, no problem. But and I mean, like, yeah. like you said, there are some new faces, though. You excited to see some uh, any of Burmistrov Vanek? Would you consider Besser a new face, even though he played last year? Yeah, Besser is exciting. Burmistrov, I don't know who in the organization organization loves him so much. Like, obviously, someone is high on him because his preseason was very meh. Oh yeah, and, and he's still getting power play time in practice. He's getting third line looks in practice, and so obviously, someone thinks he's going to do great. But like, he just seemed very bland. So, I mean, I have no problem. If someone in, in an organization went to bat for him, you know, good on them. Let's see if they're right. But it just seemed weird, you know, compared to, like, even Vertanen or Besser, who had better preseasons, that uh-huh. Burmese getting these nice spots. So, uh, Vanek, uh, I don't know. He looks like a dead inside Verbata. <laughs> like, I don't know what we're going to do with that. Like, I don't, so, I mean, season, season two Verbata? Exactly. We're getting the season yeah. two Verbata. Uh, so, I'm not too excited about that. But, again, like, we've only seen such a small sample size. Who knows what could happen? That's why I'm not, like bummed out about it this is kind of one of these early impressions we were kind of like oh, interesting it's so much fun that we have to literally question if our players actually still like the sport of hockey oh yeah yeah does Vanica want to be here like what's <laughs> <laughs> hey I saw some smiles during the preseason looked at the scenes were having some fun with them so did, I mean... did you see that they had like an odd man rush it was the slowest thing I've ever seen like there's like a three and one entered into a four and three again so I'm like what happened <laughs> not a speedy line no, no. it's not going to be the fastest line but it will definitely play <laughs> that's what we can say they will play hockey yeah compete is in their in nature con- contra- no it's the co- in their contract yeah, they, well I guess I feel like I feel like Burma's job though it was you know there was already a huge sample size uh, you know from his days in Winnipeg and he must have had something like I, I watched a couple of games of Arizona last season and he did look pretty good so perhaps Jim or whoever is kind of falling in love with him is like waiting for that player to return because he is in his kind of early 20s there so i don't think anybody's given up on him though well, th- project it's part. totally that's i said it's totally a fair thing because there has been that people have seen him before and like you know they're scouting going to bat for him so it's not like you want to say like how dare they make this guy have a chance to succeed because right. if we look at the old days we see schrader play between sestito and someone else or like they didn't give him a chance to succeed so at least if they believe in him it makes sense to give him a, a chance to do something so it's definitely mm-hmm. not unfair it's just kind of weird to see that you know someone loves him so much 
Yeah, is it? I guess if he's playing a center role, it's not like Jake Bertanen's spots really going to be sacrificed for him or some another young guy. It's like all of our centers, except for with the exception of Bo Horvat, aren't exactly young. So it's not like he, we're giving up a spot for him or anything. So, I mean, no harm, no foul. Hey, if he if he gets us closer to that thirty first placing, then I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. all for it. That's the thing. Like you're you're mentioning the the position that's true because you know their options are what you force Granlin to center or you get Sutter to play more. So it is it does make sense that it's not affecting them in a bad way because Sutter as a, like a fourth line center, if you ignore his contract, seems like a really good idea. So. Uh, yeah, we have eight more years of Sutter. It's just—is it twenty-three? I think it's just yeah. so long. It's so long. Yeah, I know that ten million dollar contract is really killing <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. Is he slotted into the fourth line right now? Is that yeah. the last practice? Yeah, he was playing with Dorset and Vertanen, which and I kind of wanted to see Vertanen play with Gagne. They had a bit of chemistry in the preseason. Yeah, I want to see yeah. more of that. Okay, are you excited at least a little bit of Sam Gagne? That that could be fun. I like Gagne. I think he's yeah. like a smart passer. Reminds me of the days of Wellwood when. Well, would have played, but unfortunately he was stuck with Bernay. So, like, having Gagne be able to play with Vertanen's strength, you know, with shooting, if he can help feed Vertanen, I think that's fun to see. And he is, has good hands, right? It's defensively, he's not so great. So, the best plan here is uh, high scoring games, but they still lose for that 31st spot, which is perfect. Ooh. Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> this Losing going spot. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, is that what you're, is that like high hopes of the season for you? Just, you know, somewhat entertaining and, but a nice high draft pick? Yeah, I want to see the young guys get to play. I th- I am excited about Travis Green. Like he is, he seems to actually acknowledge the fact that defense needs to be involved. Because like last season, we watched like the disconnect between the defensemen and the forwards was brutal. Mm-hmm. Like Coach Willie's coaching is going to go down in Vancouver history as some of the weirdest things we've seen. Like I don't know if it like it was just him like being angry with management, or he actually thought it was working, or what it was. But like some of this, I think the worst decision for me was last year, at the end of the last game of the season. Like, they want to lose. They really do at this point. Like, so let's not lie. They had to lose. He challenges an offside goal. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Of all the times not to make a stand for winning a game, now is the time. Do you think he will go down as the worst coach in Canucks history? No, like, there'll, be, there'll be others. It'll be sure. I know, more <laughs> like, what, last two weeks. So, like, he is just one of the most, like, recent confusing hires. Like, it just, what he did was seem very stubborn. His love of Jason Magnus. Some of the quotes he said, like when they said, "Why don't you switch up the power plays?" Like, I don't want to ruin the chemistry. Yeah, it was like, "Oh, switch up the power play." <laughs> yeah, he's just getting like petulant <laughs> with the media. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, no. you're, you're a big tough guy, huh? You, yeah, it's like, no, it was just really weird. I think I don't think he was ready for the Vancouver media. I think you know, coaching in the AHL for Dallas is a completely different game than coming to Vancouver, and he admitted us as much as for a season here that you know he wasn't used to the media, and I don't think he was savvy enough to handle it. And who knows what the rumors are true? But if like it seems like from what we heard that Trevor Lyndon definitely had an idea of what he wanted to have happen that maybe necessarily wasn't what Willie was doing so there could have been some conflict there so I think Travis Green is much more on the same page as what you know TL and Benning want to do this is truly like the Willie Desjardins like eulogy right now this is probably the last time we'll ever talk about it. I know we never got to talk about it I just wanted to bring uh, it up bullshit we got Olympics coming up That's tr- oh, oh yeah man. Jason Mick the Canadian Olympian oh man I've, I've, I've been thinking about that for a while like having him as an Olympian, having him represent our country, it, it feels right. Well, what about Nikita Trampkin? You also have him probably representing Russia, or no? Uh, Actually, oh, yeah, he, I think he'd make it into the Russian team. Hey, if we're going through like the worst things that Willie did last year, let's loop that in really quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, well, he had some comments, Trampkin, like uh, not even a month ago, talking about how like a lot of his distaste of like the Canucks came from the way he was, uh, you know, used by Willie. So, and he thinks know. that Vancouver smells like dank ass, dank ass weed. 
That well, quote was so good, though. He was like, yeah, Vancouver's a dope city. Like, that's how everybody read it. <laughs> he was saying, no, it's a dope city. Yeah. So, yeah. We're so dope. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying Boo Earns. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I, th- I think that's another thing about the Triamke interview. Like, it showed the, the communication wasn't that great. And the thing you see the most from, like, a pair like Subban or Vertanen, who you think might have a bit of tantrums of the way they were, their ice time was handled last season, they openly admit that Travis Keen was super good at communicating with them and let them know and show them video and shame them, but it was shaming that made sense. <laughs> yeah, like, no, you're right to shame me like that, so I think that's a really good thing, I and mean, it's one of the things where you wonder if Travis Green was here last year, would Travis can still be here, because Green might have been better at communicating to him the things they wanted out of him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel weird to consider him still like a prospect, like, like Tramkin, like under the expectation that he someday will come back after you know, the huge fallout. You'd think that, like, there needs to be, like, a like we'd have to clean house in order for Trampkin to come back, or else why, why would he ever associate himself kind of with the Canucks after that? It doesn't seem like one of those things where he's going to organically come back in a couple years and then forget everything that ever happened, right? I, I That's one one man's opinion, but... it like, if, if his issues were with, you know, the coaching staff, um, and let's say Benning's gone in a couple of years. I think anything could happen, right? So I think he definitely would be open to coming back. We've seen other guys go away. Komarov went away, came back. Who knows mm-hmm. what could happen? It, 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 you know, people talked about maybe he did want to go to the KHL just to get that Olympic spot. That could be a dream of his. And then once that's done, he'd be more open to playing the NHL. It, all it takes is you know the right contract and then better communication. And I think he'd be fine coming back. I hate that uh, having young kids on our team because they still have dreams and they haven't lived long enough to know that like dreams never come true yet like they should just just realize that your hopes and dreams are going to be crushed one day i feel like and, they need to work like a retail job like i worked <laughs> at, at blockbuster video and learned to hate society and it taught me a lot about life yeah i think everybody needs to work a garbage job to realize how bad people can be yeah exactly hate the common man yep. uh, become a narcissist <laughs> and then we'll talk about what your dreams are you'll just be happy with a paycheck exactly we gotta get <laughs> you're really excited when you don't have a weekend game you get the full weekend off and that's what you strive for well, exactly right like just, that's the small things in life that you get yep mm-hmm. so I mean like going looping back to kind of first round picks um, with Burma's draft discussion like we now have what is the number 13 players from the 23 man roster were former first round picks with the addition of Pouliot kind of wondering what you guys take is on him and uh, obviously like another reclamation project uh, nobody really knows what his ceiling is but we kind of know what player he is now so are you, are, you, are you optimistic or 2015 Spencer would be stoked 2014 <laughs> Spencer would be even more excited yeah but now it's like yeah yeah it's like yeah it's 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 a cool move I, I wasn't you know thrilled with the fourth I, yep. I, I don't really get that part, but I mean, I, I guess if he wanted to make a move and if there's other people in on it and if he had to sweeten the deal somehow, sure. Mm-hmm. I guess that's, that's, that's actually quite good. That's a compliment by me by, by saying sure. <laughs> well, he, he even like, I think one of the quotes I saw from Benning was talking about how like when they asked him about the fourth round pick, he's like, well, you've got to do that. Like, look at his pedigree is a first round pick. And I think Benning puts an awful lot into where players are drafted, which isn't necessarily a good thing, because just because they're drafted first, we've seen tons of busts. It doesn't mean anything. I will say for Pouliot, though, like, we've seen a lot of defensemen over the years, you know, get taken to the Canucks, and they've had, like, a really poor, not poor, but, like, kind of a low-scoring junior year, and that's never a good sign you're going to be an actual defenseman if you don't score at lower levels. Pouliot did, and he had some great seasons. Like, he had all the pedigree in the world, so it's one of the better roles of the dice for sure, I think, because why not? And it's a good sign, I think, that Benning is going for, you know, puck-moving defensemen versus, you know, the slower guys. 
Uh, I'm a bit concerned that every year Benning seems to want to copy what the Stanley Cup winner did. <laughs> I just wish he would kind of just focus on his own goals. <laughs> did you see what the Penguins did? Yeah. So, so wait, is that is that like Justin Schultz? Is that what the Penguins did? Is yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need more Schultzes in our lineup. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but I do like taking a roll of the dice on him. I, I think it's good that everyone kind of tempers their enthusiasm and thinks that Pouliot's not going to come on the scene and like kick ass we've seen a lot of you know these like Clint Denning when he came here was like this guy's a really good passer and they're like oh wait he can't skate so there's always something that comes up where it's like wouldn't the scouts have known that already so we'll see apparently Pouliot in his own zone is terrible but again I think Green is a good coach to have for him and he had him in Portland so I I like the trade I don't think the fourth rounder needed to be in there because he was going to be on waivers probably anyways it but you know, so who, but who who could have scooped them up then, if not us? Canucks were like, I guess Vegas, but Vegas is so many defensemen. Why would they do that? Thirty eleven. Can we touch base really quick on Vegas and some of the waiver stuff that they're doing recently? Because that team is confusing the hell out of me. With so, Picard going down, yeah. Colin Pickard, good guy. I know, you know, not saying the fact that I know him it helps in this situation, but like <laughs> this guy's now sent through waivers. Malcolm Subban, apparently a day ago, according to George McPhee, wasn't ready for the NHL. Now he's their backup goaltender, and they send down Pickard. So. That I was, don't even know. I'm lost. Yeah, that was weird. Um, I don't quite get that move, but maybe the goalie coach went to bat for him. Like, these are things we just don't know. That's all I can think of. Because right. that was one quote I did see them say, like, we think you know our goalie coach can work with him. So maybe they would just went with, like, you know, it, when you play NHL yourself, suddenly you just trade for the younger guy because, like, I've got five more years for him to turn into a good player. So maybe they're just going with a guy who's, like, 21 versus 25. Who knows? Yeah, Do you want okay. to talk about the other strange move that they made about their no beer policy? I, I'll get so mad. It's so dumb. It is so dumb. It's I don't. There. I don't get it though. Like, what is this? This isn't. You know, this isn't the army. This isn't 1930ish. This isn't 1984. It's. It's strange. But Foley was an army guy, right? Wasn't that the yeah. whole thing? So... Yeah. He's bringing some of his culture in there. But the thing for me is like, if you're gonna go with like, you know, facial hair as being some level of professionalism, are you gonna go to the buzz cuts next? Like, like oh, where, where, yeah. where's your line? It's just, I for me, hockey is about entertaining, and you want some personality, right? So having Crosby's be your main focus, sure, fine, he's your corporate, corporate robot. But like, look at Brett Burns and how much play they've gotten off of him just for having a beard, right? And gotten a lot of fun with him, and that's entertaining. Why would you take away something that gives a bit of personality? Like, I just don't understand why you'd want to do that when you're in, in Vegas. Business. Yeah, in Vegas. It's not like Vegas. No one thinks Vegas goes, that's a professional city. Yeah, that's like, it. <laughs> professionalism <laughs> is represented by Vegas. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It yeah, really, I don't really dig it. It's, it's hockey such a dry sport as is. So, like, yep. when I hear any kind of rule that inhibits any pair uh like a character of, of someone it just seems boring it's just so i don't know it just seems whitewashed and that kind of thing it's you need a little bit of something it seems counterintuitive and just to do it like again look at some of the beard stories went on last year with burns and thornton like it's not that like you know beards are the be all end all the world but it's just it is like you know death by a thousand cuts where you take away small entertaining things do you want a bland product no you don't mm. so what do you have to gain by having people shave their facial hair not you gain nothing from that whatsoever. What are they do you know what you do sure. gain a lot by though, if I could, is uh, getting Calvin Picker to do all the season ticket promotions during the summer and then putting him on waivers two months later. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how you get fans. Uh, nobody will know what's happening in Vegas. I'm the only person who cares. But uh, have, you, have you never heard of a summer intern before? That's what happens. You yeah. Yeah. after the summer. They just yeah. extra no help. Yeah. You got the exposure, guys. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't want experience on your resume? Well, have fun getting another job. <laughs> 
So I, I want to do like sort of a best case scenario thing for the Canucks here. Okay. So let's say no injuries happen. Okay. Defense stays healthy the entire summer or the entire season. So does uh, to the forwards and goaltending. Do you seriously see us as like a bottom three team in that situation? Or, or are we still that bad, fully healthy? I think they, I, th- I don't think they will. It feels like they'll be good enough to be, you know, in that 10th last area. Um, just because I think they're going to make improvements to the defense and the transition is going to be a bit better. I don't think the Sedins will be as bad as they were last year. And I think, you know, we've got another year of Erickson who's kind of maybe more comfortable. He always he has kind of shown a, a tendency to be better in his second years mm-hmm. with teams. So I think they will be better. Um, but this team has historically last lately been terrible with injuries. Who knows what will happen? It just feels like they get the injury bug every year. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I kind of agree with why it's just like that 10th place, which is just, it just really does nothing. I mean, but you never know the way the draft lottery goes. If, if we need to get in like 10th place in order to get Nolan Patrick. Whatever. Yeah. Well, probably not Nolan. I don't think he's going to re-enter the draft next year, but <laughs> he's declare himself like nobody's, <laughs> yeah. nobody's officially said he's not. So yeah. You know what? You heard it here first. There you go. Nolan Patrick, 2018 <laughs> draft pick. Going back one. in. Yeah. I'm still not over the the Flyers dropping like nine places. Obviously, it's, oh, yeah, nothing makes sense after that. I've I, like, I'm so close to being over it though, just not quite. Oh yet. man, every single every single draft, it's just I get so overly worked up about it. I was in like the nicest place possibly in the world in Chile, just in a nice you know cafe watching the draft two years ago, and like I was the maddest person probably in that country. I was. <laughs> I've never been more upset. Just like this is what we worked towards, and this is what we got down to is just another upsetting season with a shitty draft pick. And mm-hmm. but I, now you get to enjoy this part of the year right now. Like you know, we're, we're even played our first game, so we have 82 games to not worry about the draft lottery, and then we get to cry about it. I don't know. It's just like when I saw Colorado win tonight, and I was just like, hey, you know what? That's good for us. That that helps the odds. <laughs> It, I don't think the tank it's ever, already started. Well, the mentality doesn't stop, right? Because it's just like, you know, you, you don't, if your team all of a sudden starts getting successful, terrible things are going to happen to you. Like, we can't have that. We can't have success. It's not allowed in Vancouver. Like, oh, no. would it ever happen that Vancouver would finish 14th and get the first pick? Never, ever. No, no, right? no, no, no. Ever. But around the Metro. It's been sunny all five days in October, so anything can, like, literally happen in the city right now. <laughs> I believe in that anomaly. Yeah. What are you guys making of just the season so far? Um, I mean, obviously McDavid is already taking the world by storm. That was like honestly hard to watch. He was he was hitting like what forty kilometers an hour on on that one stride. So are we saying like he cannot pass through like Richmond downtown kind of thing? Um, yeah. It, it just it's crazy. It, it honestly makes me sad watching it. Like this is our reality for the next like fifteen years. Is the best player in the world just schooling everyone? No, it's okay. He'll go back to like Toronto or something like that. It's it's depressing that we saw Nolan McDavid get the hat trick, but then we saw like Toronto just destroy the Jets. So we've got like two yeah. worst teams around us to be really good right now. Uh, like the Oilers fans were hard to take when they had like Gagne of all people, Gagne, yeah. like, and yeah. that like we're gonna come free a guy. It's all right, but now they actually have McDavid. He is so incredibly good. It's it is crazy. Like just the speed he does things at like that. But like, everyone like Crosby like probably intellectually and like mentally is such a smart player. But McDavid, the speed is just crazy. Like, you see that, and you're like, holy God, like, if he's got the skill levels even close to Crosby, he's going to slaughter the league for years. Like, it's depressing. And then tonight, there's, like, hat-tricks everywhere. Like, Chicago just pounded Pittsburgh 10-1. 10-1. Mm-hmm. They got Brandon, 10. Brandon, yeah, Brandon Sag had a hat-trick. Uh, 
Kane had four Simmons points. Yeah. Yeah, you got a hat trick. Vetch got a hat trick tonight, I think. Like, yeah. hat trick cities everywhere. And Canucks will be lucky to get three goals in probably like two weeks. Like, that'll be. Yeah, <laughs> but those two those goals are going to be pretty damn nice. What'll well, be a Brock Besser goal in garbage time? It's going to be really nice, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's to break the shutouts of a 7 nothing game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why he's winning Calder, guys. Yep. <laughs> According to Button. According to Button. And who else? Uh, Corey, was it Pronman? Of ESPN, he also yeah, said multiple that, Calder votes. Great. Yeah, he, we've got another person vouching for him to, to win the Calder. Which like, I hate. Justin Bourne too. I think there's three people out there who think. Oh no, it wasn't Promen then. Damn, oh, was it Bourne? Okay. <laughs> damn it. Okay. No. <laughs> I doubt it too. Whatever. When did we classify as media? It can be a source. It doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> we need some hope out of the season, though. Like, and I think like having a. Besser, you know, with a, maybe a 40-point season. I think it would do a lot for just the fans alone. Because, like, last year, there was, like, literally nothing bringing you to the stadium. Yeah. Besides, I th- besides the new restaurants. Yeah, the bacon. The bacon mobile. Um, I think well, it is really good. Yeah, like you said, seeing Vertanen turn into an NHL player, I don't think anyone's going to suggest he'll be, uh, like, a top-line player anytime soon. But even if he has himself a solid 25-point season, people will be pretty stoked because, you know, we had kind of written him off because... Honestly, you have the season he had in the NHL last year. It's hard to get too excited about that. So if he comes up, does well, and you've got, you know, Horvath continues to play well, Berge and Granlin, it, it could be a team that at least the city gets some enjoyment of. Because as you said, last year was just awful to watch. There was nothing. Like the offense, there was no creativity. When they put together three passes, you were pretty excited. It was that depressing. Like, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like, it's like, oh, wow, they made three passes. That was a good game. And yeah, so, like a breakout pass. Yeah. You open up a, the nicest yeah. bottle of Merlot you have in the cabinet. You're yeah. like, this, this is great, guys. Let's yeah. really celebrate. Stetcher did it again. He made a good pass. And that oh, was all we had. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I don't want to use the word, like, excited. I'm just more optimistic that this season will have more highlights for us to look over and, and more things to look forward to. What about you this season? Are you going to be a, who are you going to be writing for? Is it going to be a lot with Daily Hive, or is it anyone else? Uh, I'll be doing the backup probably for Botchard, as always, the most stressful gig in the world for me. <laughs> and then I'll be doing Daily Hive. I won't be doing game recaps for the Hive. I'm going to do more of this stuff where it's kind of like looking for a story within the game stuff, because then I can do my usual more jokes and stuff. So, uh, Like the Vertanen article, I'll do more of that stuff this season. Good. Are you looking forward to it at all? I actually am, like, honestly, like, I was pretty burnt out last season, but the fact that uh, we've got a lot more storylines potentially to write about um, has got me looking forward to it. Now, ask me again in a month, I might hate myself in my life, but for now, pretty pretty happy for the season to start. Whatever, who needs hindsight anyways? Exactly. <laughs> Not Jim Benning. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone, he had a good summer, apparently. That's true. Yep. <laughs> I've seen the TSN radio polls, Benning's good. Yeah, he's Benning's he's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't don't start this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. And what else is new in your life? What what happened during the summer? Uh, I played a lot of ball hockey. I watched a lot of independent wrestling, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> I ignored writing about hockey. That was uh, pretty good. Are you good at ignoring everything? I mean, the usual grind of the of the season, or did you find any new interests? I've. Come on. Discover well no, I just uh, mostly did indie wrestling. Honestly, like that's what it was like filming it a lot. Like the local uh, ECCW organization, that's what I, I did a lot of, and like doing videos in Adobe uh, Premiere and all that stuff. So it was kind of a fun little creative side journey to do. Anything but uh, hockey, pretty much. Anything? Do you ever think you'll make it into the uh, into like the wrestling like profession? Like, do you think this is like upcoming that you'll just you know no buff up, do it? Never. 
<laughs> I would never be able to do it. <laughs> Dude, wrestling name as the stanchion. You just come that's out true. literally as a stanchion. I just hit people into stanchions. That's all <laughs> yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're a mere deflection. But it's okay. Everyone needs... Like, I don't know what your storyline would be. Like, you're created in, like, a factory in China, and you're shipped over or something like that here. It's... It, you know, it needs some work, but I Wait, think it's it there. There's, there's, there's definitely a nucleus there for my storyline, for sure. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Spencer, you've never watched wrestling before. That was all off the cuff, wasn't it? Uh, I've seen The Wrestler. Um, <laughs> it's and, the most depressing thing to watch. <laughs> and I watch Glow. So nice. Per- yeah, I have seen a lot of wrestling. Thank you. <laughs> My mistake for calling you out Approximately there, so. 12 hours of it. Yeah. It's, wow. It was all very well acted and won, won an Oscar. So hmm. it was very well done. I understand why, why, why you enjoy it a lot. It, it was a great Oscar winning movie. I don't, I don't think anyone could watch the restaurant and see why someone would enjoy that bleak lifestyle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what the for, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. Um, I kind of want to touch on some of the Canucks that aren't on the uh, the starting roster and some of the ones who are mm-hmm. um, playing Utica or, you know, even in, in, in the juniors. So, like, we got Cole in, for instance, right now, who's lighting it up in the WHL despite the fact that the Rockets aren't doing too great but uh i'm not sure if you had, have you had a chance to catch any uh, rockets games and watch them yet yeah no that uh pick i mean there's that infamous video of jim benning going like why is right. no one drafting cole in he looks like he did the same thing at besser as well yeah <laughs> he's just he's confused by a lot of things why is no one trading for good branson yeah what's going on <laughs> can we trade for good branson we already have him jim what yeah, yeah. What? again why is no yeah. one drafting Nolan Patrick in 2018? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go to the podium. Can I select Nolan Patrick? I heard on a podcast he was de- declaring himself eligible for this draft. What if every single like press conference he had is just some rhetorical question about like why is no one doing something? Yeah. <laughs> he never answers another question, only asks it with it. Yeah. Why is my coffee hot? So, yeah, focus. <laughs> uh, no, Colin, I'm excited about that because like, that's, again, it's nice to have forwards in the prospect system that are like have a good pedigree and are again performing at the lower end level because that's the one thing for the analytics i did take away that you can see very easily that and it, it seems so simple right like if you're a good player you're going to score a lot and, I, and sometimes we kind of get lost with the intangibles like oh he was a 40 point player but he's a big bruiser and he can well sometimes it's nice to have the guys who are able to light it up and mm-hmm. have that scoring talent and then they can apply themselves to different roles if need be but they still have that inherent ability to score or pass and be smart. So I, I'm really excited about the Cole Lynn pick. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I, I think just it's kind of cool with him playing in the Rockets as well, just uh, being kind of in a BC team. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a factor. Can transition over to Vancouver easily. But, uh, you know, speaking of people who inherently can uh, produce some offense, when Gold Oban is apparently – I don't know if you saw that quote from Trent Cull saying he was kind of sulking on his first day, but uh, and then he punched him in the shoulder, and then he was okay after that. Physically assaulted yeah, him. Four to six. <laughs> yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that is that what works for you in your generation? Well, in yeah. our generation, we don't know. We congratulate them. We just tell them to grow balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get your balls yeah. a cut, kid. Get out there. Yeah, no kidding. It's either physical or mental abuse. Either way, we'll get them through their first professional season. Yeah, we'll drag yeah. them through it. Goldoba's interesting because, sorry to cut you off, but Goldoba's really interesting yeah. just because, yeah, like he has played well in the NHL and we know he can be an NHL player. And then the question becomes, though, is he that bubble player that we've seen in the NHL that's good enough for the NHL mm-hmm. but not good enough for the NHL? Or, in other words, like in the NHL, are we changing the way we look at the lines and do we no longer need that fourth line, you know, beat him up line or and can they afford to go with the skill line in the fourth and if that's the case there's probably room for him but if not i am concerned that they'll never forgive him for his defensive uh, deficiencies 
I know, but I mean, I, I think if we had a little bit something else to rely on defensively, I think then it would be a little different. Then you're like, hey, Goldobin, you know, go have your fun, and then we'll see what happens after. But right now, it's just like, okay, if there's a flaw in a young kid, it's just it's so much easier. It seems like to send him down right now, and it's nothing wrong with that because he's he's gonna get a lot of time. He's probably gonna play, you know, the first line minutes. You know, get twenty, twenty three minutes, and hopefully he's finding success that way. Everyone calls it the Detroit model, but I don't know if we've seen Detroit in the last few years. I don't know if we want to call it the Detroit model anymore. I was going to say, I was going to actually bring up Andre Athanasiu because, you know, they're kind of feeling like similar players in the way that, like, you have this high-end talent uh, on offense and then nothing to really back it up um, defensively. Of course, Goldobin doesn't have a contract, so he has that over Andre's head. But Yeah, that's sure funny. Suck it, Andreas <laughs> Athanasiu. What was the what rumor the Canucks were looking into him as well? That'd be great. Combine the two guys that they don't trust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, glorious. Uh, but yeah, I, I I do like Oldovan scoring talent. We saw last year that one goal where he did take a chance to cut out of the zone and it worked. And Willie got so mad at him. But I mean, <laughs> it'd be nice to see him get a chance. The Canucks, but the Canucks do have you know best room for ten in the lineup, and I don't really think it's a great idea to put like you know four or five rookies in the lineup because we've seen that happen in places mm-hmm. and it's failed spectacularly and like I just think of like Brule who's one of the best Giants players I've ever seen he just looked so amazingly good out there but then his angel career just stalled from you know he got in the angel yeah. early he got injured and then like too much was asked of him and it was such a shame because he was so good and I thought he was definitely going to be a player like I remember making fun of Montreal Canadiens fans because their team picked Carey Price I'm like you idiots you totally screwed that pick up <laughs> that's like Gilbert Brule yeah morons and then nope now I'm <laughs> trying well, to beat that for it. <laughs> Yeah. Now one of them's on I mean, Hockey Wives and the other one isn't, so yeah. we all know who won that <laughs> one. Brule, like a firefighter now or something? I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing. Really? Yeah, that's... Okay, um, I mean, time to dive deep. It's been a while since I looked at my Gilbert Brule news, <laughs> but that was the last thing I checked on, I think. Last. So, I mean, similar, okay, you know, kind of like going on the same kind of thing in terms of not inserting you know, first-year players right into the lineup. Uh, Rodin was sent through and cleared waivers as well, so... Um, what are we expecting out of him in the AHL? Just anything? Like, are we just happy to see how he progresses? Because Gilbert Brule is playing in the um in the KHL. Oh, nice! Ah, good. Nice. He's doing firefighting and playing the KHL. That's crazy. Well, the, everyone's got to do something during the summer. True. Why? Why does uh, Andy <laughs> wrestling? <laughs> Brule does firefighting. <laughs> <laughs> that firefighting is, that is coming from nowhere. <laughs> this is this is lie. This this is not good. Kalen, you made this up. Oh no. Yeah, I'm so excited. You, you can't find that anywhere. No, there's like who who plays in the KHL and fire. This isn't the <laughs> CFL. They don't. Hold on, no, no, no. He, did, he just started playing in the KHL. I think he was going through some stuff. Oh man, I. Just, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Is that gonna be yeah, it? look, at that. I found it right here. First thing, okay, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, no, I did find it. Quitting hockey to become a firefighter, January first, twenty fourteen. So there you go. You failed to report to AHL Portland in twenty fourteen, and then looked to pursue firefighting. So I did not lie. No, I'm not digging it. You're just gonna come up with like second jobs for everyone. <laughs> yeah, Anton Rodine was a oh shit, no, I got nothing. Um, but no, honestly, let's talk about Rodine really quick because I feel like that was a player that had you know he had the Canucks hype as in like he was overhyped but uh, you know I feel like his expectations have kind of just dropped off the face of the earth and now nobody really knows what to make of him so like what is what is success for Rodin here in, uh, in his stint with Utica injury free uh, season exactly what I was going to say yeah if his knee holds together that that's right there yeah. success. that's that's an ex- like a success for like the common man right now for like for surgeons everywhere if that guy like, can make it through he's just been plagued yeah. And like he can't build momentum, right? When you're like this injured, 
this often. That's, that's, it's got to be tough, especially over in like a completely different game. But yeah, if he can get through with one full AHL season, you know, putting up 20, 30 points, know that he can play that good old North American game and then not be on the IR for half the season, then we'll call it a win. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. The smaller ice service, the tougher grind. The fact he was, you get a shot at you know an angel job and your knees kind of wonky and you just you try and just push through it and we saw it didn't work for him. It's for him if he ends up having like a good HL season. That's that's the success right there for sure. And if he plays an NHL game and plays literally one second, then that's an upgrade over last year too. Exactly. If he gets even just like a troll at the end of the game, that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. He goes out and fights or something like that. Breaks his knee in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> We told you to stop fighting with your knee. <laughs> yeah, he's just throwing knees to the guy's face. Zero. <laughs> <Point> <laughs> and then becomes a firefighter. And this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was the second cycle. job. He was in the UFC <laughs> before this. <laughs> what is he? I'm going to look that up. Uh, uh, you, can, you can still edit Wikipedia articles. You can be whatever you want. Ah, neat. Cool. Conor McGregor can be a boxer. Rodian can be a UFC <laughs> fighter. That's my motivation. Yeah. Fantastic. What else you got on the um, list of things that I told you to talk about via Gmail, Kalen? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of laughing because I feel like we just wrapped up the entire Canucks offseason in about 30 minutes. But uh, that, that was about, hey, you forgot about uh, MDZ. Oh, Del Zotto. Oh, Michael Del Zotto. I mean, like, that's what like, you're saying. We seem to be stocking up on these offensive defensemen, even with Pouliot. Uh, is this just like, would you loop like Stetcher, Tanev, or not Tanev, sorry, uh, Stetcher and Hutton also into that kind of offensive defenseman? Like, is this just what we have? Like, we just have six of them now? Is that the idea? Well, we have offensive defensemen that don't really score still. Yeah, but they skate well. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they want. Guys who look good skating. We should get Bartowski back if that's the case. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but I think they're definitely looking for a puck. Like you said, though, they're looking for puck movers, but they're not like elite finishers. So the, I think the team will look better as a result of that. Because we saw last year, like one of our best breakout guys was Stetcher. He had to make that extra move and create room for himself. It'll look better. But overall, they're still like the power play was so inept. When the puck got to the point, the other team didn't even care. Like what do you, mm-hmm. the only guy they kind of cared about was Stetcher, and then they just closed the gap, and Stetcher was shooting to their shins. So, I don't know if we have a defenseman like Delzato. We'll see if he can do it. Maybe they'll do their alignment with the four forwards, one defenseman, and Newell Brown can figure out a way to get something out of this team. But I, it's kind of like their their defensive scoring last year was one of the worst in the league. I don't think it'll improve a ton, but it should be a bit better. But it's definitely a concern. And again, maybe maybe Pouliot is our hero. Maybe Delzato's our hero. Maybe you know mm-hmm. they don't have to be yeah. firefighters anymore, and they come through for us. We don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Because you don't have to be a firefighter to be a hero, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can also, yourself. <laughs> you have to be a five-six defenseman on the Canucks, then you're a real hero. Yeah. Wow. This is like low-key a firefighter podcast, and black, red, yellow <laughs> yeah. kind of works. Yeah, exactly. Either so. <laughs> or, right? It's really good. <laughs> yeah. Can we do? Uh, okay. Can we do a calendar. Oh yeah. A, a fireman calendar. Yep. Yep. We'll get uh, Brule. Show my feed. <laughs> He needs the money. He's getting more. Hey, something else that happened this summer, um, kind of summer, but uh, late summer, but uh, was a new radio station. Hey, yeah, radio. That was that's neat. We got two of them. (laughs) That sounded so fake. (laughs) That quaint. We got two of them now. It says here, fake excitement. Shit. Disappointed. Uh, Yeah. Uh, it is nice because 650 invites me on, so I like them. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're definitely going for more of the e- 
the newer, younger writer vibe, which is cool. They're giving chances to some good guys like Ryan Beach, uh, Pat Johnson, uh, and guys like that. They're getting a shot on Daniel Wagner from Passive Bullets, who does a really good job. So I'm excited to see those guys get more airtime because they do some really yeah. Yeah, it is becoming a little bit competitive, which I, I like because, I mean, if you look at it, it's Rogers Sportsnet at Rogers Arena and then Rogers post-game and pre-game and such. But it, I think it does kind of drive a little bit of competition and it does drive quality. And I think you get a little bit complacent when you're the only one in the marketplace as well, which I, I could imagine that's why they saw like an opportunity to start up a new radio station. And it is doing well. And I like that he, they're having you guys on too. And... Uh, no, I think it's a good opportunity for a lot more people. It opens up more jobs and more of a conversation. I've enjoyed it so far. As as much as like me talking about it didn't sound very passionate before. <laughs> it's it's at this. Um, never mind. <laughs> you almost had it there. No, so I was trying to just defend myself, and then I'm like, nah, you're you're nothing. I just sta- stared into my PBR. Is this episode sponsored by PBR? PVR or PBR like the beer? PBR. Like the recording device. No, I said yeah, PBR, yeah. Uh, it can be sponsored by whatever you want at this point. It, it was firefighting earlier, but it can be PBR if you want. But um, hey, let's play a game called uh, Push the Panic Button Ooh. and uh, just completely get way too worked up about things we shouldn't. Okay. Such as Elijah Peterson not scoring a goal yet this season. What the heck's that all about? That panic Button. Piece of garbage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's an obvious... I knew he was a bust... When, when I first heard his name. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, how many more S's do you need? Well, he only has two. Three. Yeah, anyways. Three. Kind of a bust. You can't spell bust without three S's. Good point. Elijah. Okay, let's go other panic button. Let's go over to uh, uh, Sweden or Finland. Where's he playing? Finland. Uh, with uh, Ole Levy after that uh, preseason. And I'm fully joking here. I love oh, yeah. these players, but... Yeah. No. What do you think is What do you think is preseason? Uh, it's the same thing. Like you, you can't spell bust without you levy or <laughs> you and you levy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you levy. The thing that's always kind of funny. There's always kind of things that happen in sports where they get kind of a narrative that happens. It's just kind of fun to do. Uh, it's a proud tradition. And the one that I always love hearing about you levy is like like he's just he's such a smart player. He needs to play with other smart players. And to be fair, mm. there's something to be said for that. Like I remember Kyle Wallet. I always bring him up. Him passing to Steve Bernie is one of the saddest things you'll ever see because Bernie didn't know what was going on. And you, if you've ever played hockey, you know certain guys will know to go to the space where there's a good chance to get the ball and some don't. And so there's something to be said for Jalevi maybe needing players more on his level. But like he had such a meh kind of preseason that I don't think that was just it. Uh, he's not a bust by any means, but like watching it was very kind of like... It, if you want to hit the panic button, it was depressing to see what he was doing compared to like other mm-hmm. players picking around him. And again, he could be fine down the line, but that preseason was kind of a... A weird thing, and I like the idea that like just him being near Salah will give him some sort of superpowers. Wait a minute, he speaks Finnish. He speaks Finnish. Oh, that's what it was the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're missing. He could give the power of a slap shot. Like, okay, so yeah. we'll <laughs> he's just gonna tape him up against the wall and just fire slap shots at his gut. Yeah, just toughen him up and teach you for trying to play smart. You play old hockey. Yeah, have to slap that. Play, you play it tough. You get a job as a fireman. You start learning to hit some clappers, and yeah, you'd be great. Exactly. Spray yeah, with a fire hose like, for a couple hours? Yeah. Well, yeah. He's the smart guy now. Getting starting to bleed from the fire hoses and yeah. water. Hey, he's playing with uh, Pal- Palmu as well. Palmu. I like Palmu yeah. a lot, actually. That little guy. Yeah. Like, because the Oilers got Yamamoto and Ryan Beach was super high in Yamamoto. And then Yamamoto was doing amazing, so Ryan Beach is super cocky about it. And so I was like, oh, damn it. But Palmu, like, with kind of the same sort of thing, he put up a close amount of points and is a small dude with, like, giant thick thighs. And he's doing really well right now. Uh, so I'm excited about him. 
How thick are his thighs? Uh, thicker than tree trunks, my friend. Only a firefighter could appreciate them. Oh, I was going to say thicker than brulees in his prime. Oh, <laughs> Let's not get crazy. All right, guys. Come on. Brulee in his prime. You're, talk you're talking out of your ass here, Kalen. You, yep. you, you knew the answer to that question. <laughs> I went out the rails. I'm sorry. Exactly. Now who's hitting this panic button? Yeah, you yeah. panicked over the thighs. I, I am right now. I'm hitting the panic button on this podcast. So, uh, hey, that's 40 minutes. I feel pretty good about this podcast. Any kind of uh, final thoughts that you guys had over the off season, or anything you want to touch on or anything that you're looking forward to this season for the Canucks? Uh, Sunday football. Hmm. I mean, and I mean, the, the, the season opener is always kind of kind of fun. You know, it's seeing the old gang back again. It's like the first day of school. It's fun the, for the, like, the first week and then and then you have the other. Nine months. <laughs> then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, is, this is why I liked the break. <laughs> yeah. It's such a long season, though, hey? Like, these first, Holy yeah, you're shit. totally right. These first 15 or 20 games, you're just like, oh, hockey's back. And then, like, February hits or January, and you're kind of just, like, lost in this maze of games. And then as June hits. It doesn't just end. And then you're not even in the league June. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this yeah. is, we're going back I mean, to the calendar, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just consulting the calendar. Okay, June and then April and May. Okay. I figured out the calendar now. Nice. It's, easy. It's, it's actually quite easy after you look at it for a little bit. It's in everyone's phones. You guys can't screw it up now. That's Perfect. what I'm looking for. Well, you for. totally dodged my question there. Thank you for that. I already but, said uh, Sunday football was is fun. <laughs> I, I joined a football um, fantasy pool for the first time ever, and uh, I've, I've said no, no one here wants to hear that shit. Um, I will enjoy if Besser and Vertanen get to play, like, respectively you know at least like 40 games or so and 40 to 60 games I, I want i want i want to see canuck like do well like a rookie do really well and like be in contention for the calder i don't know i think guess for tannin's definitely out of that running but i'd like to see just some success and if it's the rookies that drive success or the young guys that drive success then i think it's a lot more sustainable that we'll see better times in the future but if it's going to be people over the age of 28 that's including myself, uh, you know, driving those wins, then it's just going to be the same old season, right? Yeah, like, I, I, I don't, like, I know Dorset had the injury and he came back, but I'd rather see a, a Vertanen in the lineup than a Dorset. Because, like, Vertanen showed the preseason he earned his spot, so I'd be kind of disappointed if the season opened with Dorset on the fourth line instead of Vertanen. Yeah, so that's the sort of stuff I want to see them kind of roll the dice more on the younger guys rather than having, you know, another Coach Willie type season where it's just a lot of veterans and they try and slog through, you know, points just try and get points and then end up losing it anyway so i feel and like i've just seen way too much cool promotional material of dorset running around stanley park and spanish banks at this point that we can't not put well in the opener. they did it to pickard in vegas you can do whatever you want now so. <laughs> <laughs> do it yeah do it the vegas way and if anything goes bad you can always go see blade run this this uh this weekend you, i watched the original blade runner can i ask questions has anyone else seen it i've never seen it actually the original one yeah I've seen okay it. Oh, then it's going to spoil it for for Wyatt. Okay. It's okay. This whole part's going to get into that. No, it's not. Okay, good. Uh, so is Harrison Ford a replicant? Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, I just want to. Are you serious? To yeah. Okay, hey, thanks for listening, guys. This is uh, the uh, start of a new season, and we're looking forward to uh, catching you guys for episode 15. So, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, catch you guys next time. See you later.